Thank you for taking the time from your busy schedules to listen to Life Versus Work here on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Life Versus Work tries to find the delicate balance between the responsibilities of work and maintaining a happy, healthy rest of your life. Jean Schwartz, VP of New Venture Commercialization at Assurant Inc., is joining us to give us her take on the comforts of home, that is the 21st century practice of employees working from home as opposed to in the office. Jean, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. I guess just first to start off, um, briefly, you know, tell us about what your position is with Assurant and um, just kind of your experiences in the workplace. Okay. I have worked for Assurant for about 14 years. I did have about a seven-year break when I left the company and, and went somewhere else, and then I returned. So I'm a, I'm a boomerang or a retread, as they like to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess one of the reasons for that is it's, it's a, just a, a wonderful culture and the kind of company that allows people to really explore work-life balance and, and do the things that, that work best for them as humans and not just as employees. So I'm vice president of New Venture Commercialization for Assurant. And what that means is I work for the headquarters company and my team looks for new growth businesses for the company to enter into. So right now we're commercializing solar project insurance for commercial solar projects across the country. Great. And you know, obviously the, the part you talked about also with work-life balance, part of the reason that we came to you guys for um, this idea. And first of all, just so people kind of know in the interest of full disclosure, you also work from home, correct? Yeah, I work from home and I travel quite a bit. So uh, I don't work from home exclusively. I have an office here in Kansas City, but I'm, I'm most of the time not there. Sure. And I guess, for example, in your case, um, how did that kind of all come about as far as basically this remote working? Like what's kind of the idea behind it, the, the benefit of it in your case? In, in our particular case right now, our team, it's that our team is distributed. We have employees in Southern California, in Scottsdale, Arizona, Nashville, Atlanta, Kansas City, like all over, basically, St. Pete, Florida. Sure. And so all of us are different locations, so most of our meetings are phone meetings anyway, so there's not a real strong reason to have to go into the office. Right. And, you know, you bring that up, obviously, you, you're in a position of managing others. And, um, you know, for example, my brother-in-law who lives in Milwaukee, works in Milwaukee, the office is in Milwaukee, but he, you know, he'll work from home. So with someone like him, for example, I guess how frequent is it where you're, you or the company itself is allowing employees to work from home, even if their office is right there or the people they're working with is right there? I think that varies across the different business units and, and departments that we have in the company. But for the most part, we really are a, a collaborative culture mm -hmm. and we like to encourage things that are going to work the best for, for the employee. So there it really is a, a pretty widespread acceptance of, of letting people work from home, even though they may be in the same city. You know, you have you have workmen come to the house or you have kids playing sports or for whatever reason, uh, it's just a lot more convenient a lot of times to make your way to your home office than to the one that's a long commute away. Maybe people 20 years ago would have thought this is that would be crazy that you'd have employees working um, at home when they, you know, well, they should be in the office, that kind of idea. I guess, why do you think that there is um, kind of this, this 21st century change, so to speak? I mean, obviously, the technology makes it simpler and effective still. But um, I guess what why do you, other reasons do you feel that it is becoming more of a common practice? Well, I think one reason is because there's four generations of, of folks in the workplace now. And those different generations kind of have different preferences, different expectations, mm -hmm. and companies need to adapt to be able to do the kinds of things that are going to attract and retain and, and grow the best talent. 
And so meeting meeting employee expectations and having sort of a, you know, a, a brand value proposition for employees becomes important. I think another reason probably is that, you know, there's there's just a lot more there's a lot more knowledge work. There's less physical work. There's more work that can be accomplished right. from home. It doesn't really matter, you know, where you are. Thomas Friedman in his book, The World is Flat, several years ago was making the point that if you are in a profession where you're a hairstylist or a surgeon, you know, you, you kind of have to be in, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd in, hope one, so. in, in one place. But if you're if you're doing most of the kind of work that gets done in today's culture, it, you can do it just as effectively remotely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past somebody coming up with ways to do those remotely with some sort of robotics or, uh, you know, simulation type thing. So that's that's true. That's true. And, you know, in terms of working at home, I mean, are there certain positions that obviously we talked about things that are physical, you're not going to be able to do it in that way. But are there also positions where you're just dealing with information that may be more or less conducive to either being in the office or being at home? Well, I, you know, when I think about if you're if you're working in in a team, it's more problematic, I think, to to work remotely, but that is still very, very possible. Mm-hmm. I think it has more to do not necessarily with the type of role, but just the culture of the company, I think, sure. because anything can be done remotely. I mean, now today, people are taking your McDonald's order from a central call center, you know, in Arizona. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not sitting inside the McDonald's most of the time. Right. And kind of with that, I guess, people who are going to be, you know, doing their work at home, at least even if it's just part of the time, I mean, are there certain requirements, for instance, with you at Assurance, um, are there certain requirements that they, they need to have in terms of, I mean, computer or printer, fax type thing? I mean, what what's kind of the, the requirement, so to speak, to make sure they're properly equipped for, for doing their job? That's a great question. That does depend on the type of position that you have. So I know that there are call centers sometimes that will let people work different shifts from their homes and they have monitoring technology that's required because the calls are recorded and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. For for the kind of work that, that our team does, you just basically have to have a computer and access to getting online and, and uh, yeah, a printer if you want. But there's there's so much you can do technology-wise these days, there's not a lot of equipment that's really, really required. Sure. I think, I think what is required though is accessibility. I mean, you can't, you, you have to be able to be just as responsive to your employer or a customer or a work issue when you're working at home as you are when you're in the office. Right. And kind of with that, I mean, there may be in some cases then where certain types of software or hardware might be available or needed actually. So things like maybe a webcam or Skype or other kinds of software, is that stuff that would end up the employer assumes that cost? Is there some sort of um, balance between employer and an individual because they are you know, making the choice that they're going to work from home or they could come to the office? How, how does that balance kind of all work? I think there you're getting back into generational differences again. I think many, many of the younger employees already have access to all of that okay. at home. You know, certain certain uh, companies and ours included have security requirements about what you're allowed to have on your computer and what you're not. Right. So they would need need to grant access to tools like Skype. They can, in our case, the the help desk can remote into my desktop, 
and provide technical support no matter where I am. Mm -hmm. So they're able to, if if you run into a situation where you need a particular software or something, they can get in and do it for you no matter where you are. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point as far as the generations go. Um, It's probably going to become less and less an issue as far as having to add things to uh, someone's computer or their home office, so to speak. Then with, with employees that are working home, and obviously you're you're one that that does, and you've had people that you know you've overseen that do. Um, as far as benefits from working at home, and you touched maybe on a couple earlier, but what do you point to as far as you know if if somebody were to say, oh, "I don't think it's a good idea," how is this beneficial? Uh, what what would you point to as far as the benefits of working at home, especially as they're related to um, even doing your actual work as opposed to your your home life? Right. I think there are several there. Um, you know the the basic kinds of things about saving gas, so therefore saving the environment, saving time because you don't have to get into work. That allows you to have a longer work day. It means less socializing at the water cooler, ah. so people are are productive, I think, more of the day when they are working from home than they are uh, working, working in the office, frankly. Um, I think that uh, an employer would be, the, the, the strongest argument, though, is that especially in this economy with the increased pressures on the workforce for more and more productivity mm-hmm. and everybody having to do more with less, that it just makes sense to allow people to manage their lives in ways that allow them to be fully engaged and in their work life and in their family life and in their community. I think employers recognize that when they trust and respect their employees to do the right thing, that they'll get good work in return. Yeah, obviously on the flip side then, even for an employee who, you know, sees this as great, you know, getting to work from home, from that perspective, from the employee's perspective, from the person working from home, what are though some of those disadvantages that disadvantages that might exist um, being at home as opposed to in the office? Well, I mentioned earlier that Assurant has a really collaborative culture and we really we value collaboration a lot. And you do find sometimes that collaboration, as it's geared to an effective outcome, can be diminished, I think, if you don't have really strong relationships. And I think relationship building is something that can suffer if you have a team that is exclusively remote and Mm -hmm. doesn't get the chance to get together face to face from time to time and just really, you know, build those relationships that are strong. Then in terms of differences maybe between people working at uh, at home versus in the office. I mean, have you noticed or anyone else noticed or talked about any differences in terms of whether it be production or, um, you know, input or accessibility, as, as you uh, mentioned earlier? Do you see any big differences there or is that are the gaps usually pretty small as far as the differences go? I think the gaps are very, very small. I, I guess it's easy when you ask a question like that to try to look for what are the things you notice when it's really not going right? I right. Mean, most of the time it goes so well that you don't even think <laughs> about that question. Um, when when things are are questionable, I guess it's because you may feel like you're not getting the accessibility you need, that, that an employee who's working from home may not be as responsive as you wish they could be and you don't have the ability to just step into their office and find out what's going on. Sure. Uh, we also have the issue, I think, of big conference call meetings where 
if you're at home, there may be more of a tendency to multitask, mm -hmm. you know, put, put the phone on mute <laughs> and somebody, <laughs> somebody will ask you a question and then you'll say, oh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Because you weren't paying attention <laughs> to begin with. You know, so I think those, it, keeping people's focused attention and keeping them uh, really engaged can be more difficult at home just because of the fact that you're, you know, you're on your own. Right. You know, and there have been actually a number of studies that I've seen in research. It it's really much indicates for the most part that people that are given that opportunity to work at home, they see that tends to be a little more efficient. There seems to be maybe even more production in a lot of cases. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that in terms of, um, you know, the effectiveness, the, the production level from people working at home versus in the office? And again, we're talking in generalities, but just kind of from what you've seen and you've experienced. Well, I can tell you for myself, it's very true. I mean, I, I save a couple hours if I don't drive mm -hmm. to the office. And so I work a couple hours longer. My computer's always on. And so in the morning, you know, I come out and get my cup of coffee and look at my email. <laughs> <laughs> and often if there's something there, I'll just sit down and start sure. working. Um, you know, so you, you tend to have longer hours um, where you're, where employees are actually engaged. And I can tell you that on, we have our instant messaging system. That's part of our email system. And there are people that are online right. all the time, you know, on their work computer. So I think that's uh, I think that's very, that it is a benefit. You do get more done, sure. I believe. Then in terms of like impact on someone's career as far as developing, you know, within the company or, um, you know, maybe taking on different roles or tasks. I mean, does this have a positive or negative effect in terms of if, if you are at home so much or you're not, you know, as you mentioned, maybe not collaborating like you would be in the office? Is there a, a, maybe a give and take with um, the effects it might have on your career development? I do think that's true. I think that you have to work a bit harder if you're remote, if you are going to be making an impression that you want to make on the, the people that are going to be responsible for advancing your career. I think you do have to make a point of making sure you have enough physical contact with people and that you're there uh, and making presentations or doing face-to-face -face meetings or whatever to make sure that people know who you are and really associate a name with a face. And if you do that enough, then the work that you that you produce when you're remote mm -hmm. speaks for itself after that, I believe. Well, and then leading up to that, um, you know, obviously you said when you're if you do are doing all your work, that'll show before getting to that point. Are there certain traits, um, maybe in an employee or a certain level of trust that they somehow have to reach before? they're given that permission, so to speak, to, to work at home because, uh, you know, I can't imagine just let anybody, oh, yeah, that's fine. Everybody's going to do it. Um, are there certain traits or, or indicators that would allow, uh, have you let somebody do that or, or maybe not let them work from home? Well, I think obviously sort of, you know, self-starters, people who are conscientious, people who are ambitious, they're going to be great candidates to work from home. Uh, somebody who might be more disaffected or or clearly not as engaged might not be as good a candidate. I think the the people that come to you and ask should be prepared and I think they should have a done their homework and and b perhaps mm. even vetted it with others within the company and be be willing to say I'd like to give this a try and you know set up a trial period where they're putting themselves out there to say if if you my employer don't like the results sure. you're getting then we're fine to reevaluate it i guess overall from what you've experienced and obviously um you guys do this pretty regularly as far as working remotely and working at home 
Is it still, though, kind of a sensitive issue, at least in terms of broaching that subject, especially with somebody maybe who's newer to the company or um, someone who hasn't, you know, necessarily been recognized for you know, maybe those traits that you would um, instill that trust in them working at home? Is it still can be a sensitive issue, do you feel? Yeah, I, I guess so. Right. I think it, you work your way into it. I know that there are there are some areas of our company right now, it's kind of, I mean, we're, we're talking as if working from home is a good thing, and it is. But for some people, some people need the, the sort of security and accountability of an office mm-hmm. situation, and they prefer it. You know, I have two people that work exclusively from home, and the rest of them sort of split their time between their home and their office. And if somebody's going to come to me and, and ask to work at home, I'm going to feel that that's fine. I have also had people come to me and say they sure. would feel more comfortable working in an office. And and I know that there are some parts of the Assurance organization that are actively on campaigns to get people to work from home. <laughs> and, you know, and, and in some cases that's well received and in others it isn't. It's just... You know, it kind of is, it's the same thing as, as using situational leadership in any case. You have to take it sort of case by case, I, I think. With working at home, obviously, there's a certain amount of freedom and independence there. And, you know, you talked about like in a conference call situation, uh, maybe not really listening because you figure, well, I'm just I'm just a bystander in this. In terms of people being at home, you know, and yourself included, just maybe talk a little bit about the temptations that are there in terms of, you know, people maybe doing some sort of work at home, you know, cleaning type thing, or if they have a TV on or radio. Um, I mean, are those legitimate concerns that run through an employer's head or a manager's head? I think there has to be an expectation set right up front that if you're going to be working from home, you're going to have a quiet and specific place to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works at all to have somebody who's got their laptop on their lap sitting on the couch. I think you've got <laughs> you've got to have a, a place where you work and it's got to be free from distractions. And I, I think that's always got to be the case. And if you are and then from there you judge by performance. I mean right. if somebody is is performing then that's really all that needs to be said about it. You know, if they're if they're waiting on hold music and they take a few dishes out of the dishwasher, you know, I think that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But but again, it's not it, it's not any different than than getting up and and going to get a cup of coffee at the office, but returning to your desk a few minutes later. Sure. I mean, in the end, the bottom line is is production, right? If people are doing that's their job, it, it doesn't yes. really matter. That's right. It's it's whether people are doing their job. That's absolutely right. So then in that case, can you remember any times you personally or maybe, you know, someone you talked to or heard about where that privilege was given to them as far as working from home and then whether it be because of, you know, some sort of concern with production or, or availability that it actually had to be taken away? Yes, I have had that happen um, to to me personally where there was someone uh, on a team of mine who was working remotely and was not able to be as accessible and reliable as I needed them to be. And in that case, um, there was not uh, an assurance office nearby. So what we did there is we set up a, a rented office in one of the shared office spaces and and moved the person there. Okay. And that's just, you know, if, if and it makes it makes a difference. I mean, some people are able to to do it and some people it's just it just doesn't work for them. So with a case like that, then do you, when you, you know, basically bring up, this is what we're going to have to do. I mean, do you come to them with 
you know, figures or information kind of in the, in the reverse way, when you talked about somebody uh, wanting to ask about working remotely, do you then go to that person and say, look, this is what we've noticed. And uh, is that like a whole team thing? Is that just a manager? Like, how does that all work? That part of it? That's, that's a manager to employee conversation. And again, it's like managing anybody's performance. You have, you, you don't wait for something to become a problem. You talk about it as soon as you identify it. And then you see whether behavior changes or not. Sure. And so it shouldn't ever be a surprise. And it wasn't in this case. Um, you know, we had been talking about it and it, it just the, the person, the individual was not able to be to respond to what was required in this in the setting where they were. So it wasn't a, it, it wasn't viewed as a punishment. It wasn't viewed as a shock. It was viewed simply as this isn't working and we need to fix it. Right. So in that case, or maybe in any other case, do they give a reason as to, you know, like, I, I just, I couldn't stay focused. I wanted to be doing this. I mean, what, have you heard some reasons as to why it ends up not working specifically in, in, in individual cases? I, yes, I have, but I mean, they are individual cases. I, I wouldn't be able to generalize or, or anything about anybody's personal circumstances. There, there are always individual reasons. Mm-hmm. Then with that, going back to kind of the employer side of things, in terms of allowing, you know, employees to work uh, remotely, work from home, what sort of financial gains are there, um, if any, in terms of, you know, giving them that freedom as opposed to having everybody coming in the office? I think it's a, it's it's difficult to quantify the benefits that you get from retaining great talent. Um, but I think that is the the primary the primary benefit. If you're able to not require that somebody be in an office, that broadens the area that you can search in, which gives you access to a, a wider range of talent, which should include a range of better candidates. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to to keep those people and, and keep them motivated. And I think that that's, there are HR studies that quantify those benefits. I don't have those figures on the top of my head. Sure. <laughs> No, I understand. With that, I mean, does it seem like, again, from your experiences and and things you've maybe um, talked about with others, does it seem like that's becoming a bigger chip, so to speak, in terms of acquiring talent, keeping talent, um, just that that work-life balance as opposed to, you know, necessarily just pay or just benefits that maybe these kind of um, intangible things are becoming more important to people? I think they are. I think part of that does, again, have to do with the economy the way mm-hmm. it is today, but people are, it's more difficult to get people to move. And I think that being able to, you know, allow someone an opportunity that may not even be in, in the city where they live is a, is a big deal to a lot of people. It just, it not only opens up the employer's chances at recruiting great talent, it opens up an employee's chances at landing a great sure. job. And I think that it is, I think those things are, are more and more ways that, that employers can compete. And again, that's something that we at Assurant are very, very committed to is, is finding people that can be engaged and committed uh, to the organization. You know, we're starting to get a little low on time, but I wanted to kind of touch on this too. Uh, if you're talking to, um, say, some sort of a company or um, employer of some sort, and you were going to give them your best pitches to why they should allow their employees to work from home, work work remotely. Obviously, in the in the situations that dictate it, um, what would be your your strongest sell as far as um, why it's it benefits the employer to allow them um, to allow their employees to work from home? 
I think they get more engagement, they get more loyalty, they get more productivity. Those are the those are the three biggest reasons that I would make in my pitch to someone and that they are able to access a greater and wider talent pool. And then on the other side of things, um, and you can probably actually, you can speak to both sides, both as an employer and employee or a manager and employee. What would be the warnings that you would give to, again, either the individual that is going to work from home or the employer that's going to um, allow it? What are, what are maybe a couple of warnings you would give out just to make sure, uh, you know, it ends up working out and not, not becoming some sort of failure? I think for the employer, it would be along the lines of what we were speaking about a few moments ago, which is you have to keep your finger on the pulse of this. Don't make a decision and assume that that decision is going to stay made forever. You have to monitor what's going on and make adjustments as those adjustments are are necessary both ways. I, th- I think for the employee, the, the biggest thing to to warn them about, if you want to call it that, is that they need to remember it's still their job. Right. It's not a part-time job. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full-time job, and you need to do just as much or more because you don't have some of the visibility options that some of your peers may have. You need to do just as much or more when you're working remotely as when you're in the office with the rest of the gang. Well, it looks like we're pretty much out of time for this topic. So um, again, thank you, Gene, for coming on. Again, our guest today was Gene Schwartz, VP of New Venture Commercialization at Assurant Inc. Thanks again for giving us all your insight, Gene. Thank you. And we encourage all you listeners to come on again and uh, get some insight here from Life Versus Work. And if you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, please feel free to send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, for everyone here at localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm Tim Muma. Take care.